We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Good morning and welcome. It's time for another edition of the Bob Rose Rewind, and it's fresh. Happy Saturday, my friends, otherwise known as Big Game Weekend, and you know what I'm talking about. We'll kick things off with uh, Department of Forestry's Ludi Bond and Kevin Mangan. He's PIO for High Springs Fire Rescue, Wildfires, and Prescribed Burns. More information about that coming your way right now. It's the Bob Rose Rewind, 97.3 The Sky. Morning, Ludie. Good morning. Um, and then also High Springs Fire Rescue Public Information Officer Kevin Mangan, who escaped um, the, a career in radio for a real paycheck. God bless you. I'm a recovering radio addict. Yeah. So I'm so glad we're <laughs> gathered here today, Bob. Well, hey, uh, welcome to the party, as we say. Um, I, I guess we'll start things off with, first of all, Ludie, last time you were here, we talked about prescribed burns. And uh, this is a great question. If people see smoke, how do they know whether it's like a wildfire, a prescribed burn, or someone's house? And I, well, it could be from either smoke we, that we see in the air. It could be from a prescribed burn because prescribed burns are done year-round in Florida. It could be from a wildfire. A wildfire season is year-round here in Florida. If it's, if it's really black smoke, chances are it's burning something more than woods, and that's more, or that would be a structure fire. But um, a lot of n- new folks move in the state every day. We mentioned that the other week when I was here um, on the show, and people just aren't sure what they're seeing. Is it is it from a wildfire or from from a prescribed burn? And they don't realize that wildfires happen year round in the state of Florida. Yeah, and and I don't know that most people know really the difference one way or another. You know, you smell smoke, there's fire. Obviously, if you see Department of Forestry, you know they're on it, right? Mm-hmm. You know they're on it. But uh, what if you don't? What if you see like some open flames and you're like, this doesn't look like anybody's watching it. Well, we have a couple places people can turn to for information. Of course, if there's a wildfire in the area and people need to be concerned about maybe evacuations or 
or uh, road closures, pay attention to the, the local media or social media, and we have a lot of uh, places people can go for that. One would be the Florida Forest Service website. We have a page that um, you go to the wild fi- Wildland Fire and look under current wildfire information. And under that on our website, you can get current wildfire information. We have an active dashboard. And you can go and see, is it a wildfire you're seeing or is it actually an authorized burn that the Florida Forest Service wow. has authorized? So that's helpful. It'll give you fire weather conditions, drought information, fire danger index, as well as county burn bans. A lot of people want to know, is there a burn ban in place? And you can get that information on that website as well. Well, that's great. And I know you have some experience. You've gone all over. Uh, you know, wildfires have taken you everywhere and learning about them. So like in California, where they have some of those canyons, how it just starts to blow through there like a, a literally a firestorm. We don't have to worry about that here. How serious should we take a wildfire when we see it off in the distance? And we live in maybe not a totally residential area, but, you know, it's rule. But, you know, when do you start to say, hey, this uh, could get serious quick? Well, when, when you see flames, that's usually an indicator that, oh, there's an active fire going on. If you see smoke, that could be a residual smoke from a, a burn that was done a day or two ago or a wildfire from a day or two. But we, we want to remind people that we're rapidly moving into the busiest time of wildfire in the state of Florida. The spring months are typically the time when we see the largest number of wildfires, and that's because weather. Weather is the primary indicator of how fire will or won't behave, and you wonder, well, what's different about the spring months? Well, temperatures are rising. That means we might start getting some lightning. Typically, it starts in the southern parts of the state and moves its way up. Uh, the erratic winds that we have in the springtime, and also uh, it's our drier time of year. So, you know, January, we had some hard freezes. Now we're moving into some warm temperatures we had last week. Vegetation is greening up, so conditions are getting much drier. And so there are some things that Kevin and I want to bring up this morning, a few points that what people can do to prepare for wildfires. And it's just kind of common sense stuff, but just some good reminders. As you are looking at your landscape around your property, look at the continuity of fuel. Fire has to have something to continuously feed on to get from point A to point B. So you want to break those up. You want to plant with low flammability plants, and you want to maintain your landscape. Um, I think Kevin's going to hit on some things with what you can do around your structures. So, you know, as you're out and you're cleaning up around your yard, look around, look at all the dead leaves and, and fallen branches and things like that. Pick all that up. Rake all that stuff up. Go climb up on your ladder. Look in your gutter. Is it filled with leaves? Chances are, of course probably it is. is. So, you know, clean, <laughs> clean those leaves out. An ember can fall, and it could very easily start a structure fire just from those leaves mm. sitting in there. Pine needles. we got a lot of those. You yep, know, exactly. let me ask you this kind of out of left field, but, you know, when you see the wildfires and that, and they're, they're coming, you know, in other areas of the nation, we see them. I and mean, when we saw them here, it was quite a few years ago, but they were bad. And I always wondered, like, especially if you have enough invested in your structure, why wouldn't you have basically an advanced sprinkler system? Would that knock down a fire, or does it get so hot that has no effect? Well, there's um, one of the things for, for yard maintenance would be keeping your, your yard well irrigated when you can, when we're not under water restrictions. I'm saying restrictions. running, literally run a sprinkler like over, over your, your house, home. over everything. That's yeah. not a bad idea, especially, and we don't have many wood chick shingle roofs anymore, but that's one of the recommendations we would make for folks. If you've got roofing materials that could ignite uh, pretty rapidly, um, be able to have a generator because if there's a fire going on, we could cut power and you wouldn't have power. But have a generator, get a ladder, somebody who can safely get on top of your roof and put those sprinklers up there and run that. And that you see that a lot with western fires. You see yeah. folks up on their rooftops and they're spraying water up there. It can help, but you bring up a good point, Bob. As the fires are coming, usually that time of year, uh, temperatures are higher, humidity is lower. So 
will it have much of an impact? Maybe, maybe not, but it'll make you feel better that you're doing something. <laughs> and then there's always that equation of, you know, you guys don't want any loss of life. You're like, you can rebuild your house. But if you're gone, you're not going to care. So, you know, you have to, when they come around and say, hey, it's time to get out of here, probably time to where you want to listen to that. Yeah, and that's a great point, too. When people do or don't or why they choose to evacuate or not, you know, we give people great tips on how to prepare their home and property for wildfire, just like we do with hurricanes. And so sometimes people have a false sense of security that, oh, I've done everything they told me to do. I should be fine. Well, yeah, that's going to help protect your home and property. But when, when officials make the indication uh, to give you the directive, it's time to go, it's time to go. And that's something else on that website that I mentioned with the Florida Forest Service. We have some great tips there on how you can put together an evacuation plan should you need need to go. Kevin, is it a, a fairly re, uh, you know regular event that people's backyard burn piles will get out of hand? It, it is. And, you know, a lot of it is because people don't necessarily prepare. And a lot of it, like Ludi said, sounds like common sense stuff. But as we all know, common sense really isn't so common anymore. <laughs> um, so it's, it's really important to make sure that you're following the setbacks set by Florida Forest Service for outdoor burning, making sure that if your burn pile is bigger than eight feet by eight feet, then you need to get that permit from Florida Forest Service. Oh, eight foot is the number. Okay, thanks. I, yeah. I never was sure of that. And, and you know, don't go burning plastics and pressure-treated wood and all that kind of stuff. You know, just just don't do it. Um, Even and, if it's blowing toward my neighbors and not my house? Probably still. Well, it depends <laughs> on who your neighbor is. Yeah, but, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, and, and again, you know, when it comes to the, to the wildfire prevention stuff, not just around your home, but in general, check your trailers for chains that can drag and spark. We see a lot of spot fires, especially in our area along 45 and along the interstate, is when it gets really, really dry, those chains hit the pavement. And then it sparks up, and it's going to start these little spot fires along the side of the road. So oh, I, I've been my own little sparky. Thank goodness it didn't go anywhere. I rectified it. But, yep. yeah, I could hear those chains. Uh, and, yeah, uh, do, I, I wouldn't even th- really thought of that. And then the other thing is, are people still really throwing, like, lit cigarettes out the windows? Like, and it's against the law to pull them over and punch them, apparently. It is, unfortunately. Yeah, then um, you're the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, yeah. yes. Greg I, knows about road rage. People people do, unfortunately. That's another thing to avoid is just, you know, properly discarding the cigarettes if you do smoke. Yeah. yeah if you're going to smoke them, take care of it. Exactly. You know? And, yeah, those dry conditions, we don't – it's just not something we think about all the time until we already see smoke. Then it's too late. Thanks for the updates. Thanks for the great uh, information on this. And since you do year-round prescribed burns, people can kind of expect that as we – Ludie Bond from State Division of Forestry and uh, Public Information Officer for High Springs Fire Rescue, Kevin Mangan. Thank you both. Thank you both. Don't go away. Coming up next, candidate for State House District 24, Dr. Piles, will join us. What he would do, he says, we need another doctor in the house. That's next on the Bob Rose Rewind 97.3 The Sky. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Happy Saturday, my friends. Bob Rose, Rewind, Rollin'. Uh, Dr. Stephen Piles is a candidate for State House District 24, and I'm going to ask him about health care and the homeless situation, things like that, right now on the Bob Rose Rewind 97.3 The Sky. Doctor, welcome to the Bob Rose Show. How you doing? Good morning, Bob. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Look, I got to ask, Here's a successful doctor. Clearly, I'm sure you've uh, you've made a good living and all that, and you deserve every bit of it. Um, why? Why do you want to go now and, and get tangled up in, in all this political stuff by running for uh, for District 24? Well, it's certainly not for the money. I can tell you. That. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, yeah, I've always felt that uh, we don't have enough positions in our legislature. I mean, if you if you look at the way things are now, we have a 160 legislators, 120 representatives, and, and 40 senators, and there are only two doctors in the legislature. Legislature. Now we have 25 percent of the legislators are attorneys. Another 15 percent are are in insurance-related industries. So 40 percent of our entire legislative body are a combination of attorneys and insurance-related companies. So, and there's only two doctors in that group. In one year, there'll only be one doctor left. We need more doctors to address the issues that concern the citizens of our state, particularly education, uh, the insurance industry, and, and of course, uh, abortion and parental rights. So would you be uh, involved, possibly even uh, uh, write a bill that would uh, maybe reform the way health care is done, uh, you know, at the state level? Look, we know Obamacare and all that was an absolute, utter uh, mess, and we all knew it. And, and there's also pressure from the other side, these insurance companies. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I've been dealing with some medical stuff and, and family members. Um, it, it, it is a it's mess. It's a far worse to me um, getting proper uh, care in a hospital now than it was 30 years ago. Is there anything that could be done effectively? There are so many things that could be done. You know, it's a very complicated issue. And um, 
I have to something we have to deal with in this office uh, almost every day, and certainly annually when when Medicare recipients uh, are are are, um, are are looked at to uh, buy new insurance policies. There's uh, many people try to get them into these uh, secondary Medicare plans called Medicare Advantage plans, and they'll change from one plan to another, and then they'll come to me uh, for a follow up visit and realize that they're no longer covered in, you know, by me and they have to go get somebody else. I have to cancel surgery that they've already had scheduled because they made a mistake and switched from one plan to another. So there's a period of two or three months every year where patients are virtually sold policies. I know this year I'm a senior myself. My phone rang off the hook. I, I had text. I had emails nonstop. And there's no place right now for a senior to go where they can get uh, a fair assessment of the plan they've got relative to the plan they might be attempting to change to or thinking about changing to. So we need that sort of thing. Yeah, they need an advocate, one that's not trying to sell them insurance, but an advocate that will steer them to the plan that makes the most sense, right? 100%. All right. And then I know uh, uh, you, like many other people, are starting to notice uh, the homeless population seems like it continues to grow. Marion County is not immune. Several other, we've, we see it on the streets here in the Gainesville area. Um, and nationally, we know it's an issue. Um, you know, what would you suggest? What we know something needs to be done. Any suggestions that you would bring to Tallahassee? Well, you know, whether you're Republican or whether you're Democrat, we have to solve. Uh, at least a part of the homeless situation that has to do with the, uh, the the folks that are that have true psychiatric disabilities. I'm talking about people that don't know who they are or where they are, and they're roaming our streets. They they you know years ago we used to have what we called state hospitals where we took care of these people, and I, I guess the states one by one decided it was too expensive, and they just opened the doors and let everyone out on the streets. You have to be old enough to remember that that's what occurred, but that is what happened. And somehow we need to fix that particular part of the situation. The particular homeless group, you know, you, you have the people that have drug addiction problems. You have the people that are just down on their luck, uh, children and families. You have people that are that have these severe psychiatric problems. And, uh, you know, I think there's certainly a lot that needs to be done. There's a tremendous number of services. In Marion County, at any given time, there's 150 to 250 homeless people. We have four to five homeless camps that move about from one part of town to another. And uh, there's lots of services. There's lots of homeless people. But getting the services and the people together seem to be problematic. So we need better coordination in that area. I mean, it's frightening now if you have a loved one in, in a hospital setting. If you don't have a health care advocate looking out for you, um, good luck. And then you think about what state hospitals were like. There was a tremendous amount of abuse. I can't even imagine if they attempted to do something similar today. What uh, it just to me, it would sound like it would be an absolute nightmare on many different levels. So, but, just, but it is it's still beyond my comprehension, though, that there isn't something we can do. It's, it, what, what we see now is just not acceptable. Totally, yeah, totally agree with that. What would be what, what are some of your other priorities that you see that you think that you could make a difference in Tallahassee? Well, cer- certainly, uh, I think my educational background helps me uh, understand the abortion issues better than than most and uh i mean i think i'm i think i'm the only candidate that that uh that has multiple university degrees i've certainly taken uh, genetics and embryology and epidemiology and understand the nuances of of uh of the abortion situation um you know certainly uh i'm pro-life uh, i don't believe in abortions I, I understand when life takes place and how it takes place and 
but I also understand there are rare situations, I do mean rare situations, where an abortion might be necessary uh, if the baby's not going to survive and, and, the, and the mother may not survive either unless something is done, uh, like a, what's called placenta previa, where the placenta separates from the uterus and the mother's bleeding and the baby's in jeopardy. And it looks like neither one of them is going to make it if something isn't done. So there are rare situations. But I think my background and training uh, puts me in a unique uh, position to to be able to understand the nuances of the abortion issue. And that's certainly going to come up because now, uh, you know, any, you can get an abortion up to 15 weeks. But by that time, the baby's heart's been beating for two and a half months. So I think most of us would disagree with that situation. So the abortion issue uh, will continue to be addressed in our in our uh, state legislature. I'd also like to see maybe uh, more time, energy, and resources placed on streamlining uh, effective uh, adoption, uh, you know, options. In that way, um, look, if you are not in a position to be able to raise a child, you can still bring it to full term, and there'll be a loving family waiting on the other end. One hundred percent correct. So we we can, absolutely yeah. I'd love to see that be a, a little bit more of a focus instead of the sort of the fighting. Uh, that we yes. see now. What yes, and, and, and you know those services are out there, but they need they need to be enhanced, and, and more people need to be aware that they exist. Yeah, I don't see anybody screaming on the streets, oh, "Go adoption, go adoption!" But I see people, uh, you know, that, that seem like uh, well, they get very excited uh, on the issue. Let me let me quickly yeah. ask you this last thing, Doctor. Uh, homeowners insurance has been a nightmarish thing. Mm-hmm. They're attempting to deal with that in Tallahassee. They made some uh, some inroads. Uh, do you think you could be effective to help uh, uh, alleviate? I, I, the pain we're feeling well, here well being a homeowner absolutely absolutely <laughs> and, and you're right again it's it's a it's a uh, uh insurance uh, industry nightmare uh there are landmines everywhere and uh, again lots of nuances to that situation uh the governor is certainly on top of it uh it'll certainly stay before uh you know before the house and the senate and uh it, it will be refined one of the biggest problems is is of course the uh, catastrophic uh, effects from from our recent hurricanes and the insurance industries go broke and then the insurance industries themselves have to have catastrophic insurance and if they can't get catastrophic insurance themselves then they can't provide insurance so it's a it's a it's a big problem and it'll continue to be a problem but we're going to continue to work on it quickly what's the best way that people can find out uh, more about your campaign well you can go to vote piles p-y-l-e-s dot com and get information there. And just remember, we need another doctor in the house. Dr. Stephen Piles on the Bob Rose Rewind. Happy Saturday. Happy big game weekend. That's right. And coming up next, uh, Congresswoman Kat Kamek, her take on the recent State of the Union address. You want to hear this. It's next on the Bob Rose Rewind, 97.3 The Sky. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. 
Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Happy Saturday. Bob Rose Rewind rolling with Congresswoman Kat Kamika. Talked to her right after the State of the Union address. So she was just kind of waking up and stuff, but she had her opinions already formed. She says, we're more divided than ever. I'll let her explain the rest right now on the Bob Rose Rewind 97.3 The Sky. Good morning. How are you doing, Kat? Uh, good morning, Bob. It is, uh, <laughs> oh, man. I know you've got a list of things you probably want to get to. Let's make it easy. Was there okay. anything that the president said last night that resembled something we know as truth? <laughs> Uh, not quite. I'd have to dig pretty deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and considering that uh, that was more of the state of confusion rather than the state of the union last night, um, we, we'd have to really sit down and dissect that. I've never seen a speech more diver- divorced from reality than last night. I, it, I, was, it was like two different Americas. I, I got to tell you, I mean, we know there's issues with border and fentanyl and that. And he actually... I thought, well, he'll just avoid talking about that, but I guess guess he couldn't avoid talking about everything. And he actually tried to turn the border thing into a positive with all these apprehensions and cracking down on fentanyl. What was your thought? Yeah, I thought, honestly, a slap in the face. Um, In the chamber, I was there last night, I was in the chamber, and I'll make a note first that I'm not sure how it was for folks watching it on television, I'm told that they didn't get the same effect, but it was a little disorienting, the yelling and then the whispering and then the yelling and then the whispering. It it was it was a little bizarre. But uh, in the chamber with me, I had my husband, Matt, uh, who you guys know is a 16 year veteran of the Gainesville Fire Department. And uh, I also uh, we had Brandon Judd, uh, who is the president of the National Border Patrol Council. He was in the chamber as well. And so as he's talking about the border, he he hints about this comprehensive immigration plan. And we all know that comprehensive, that's that's the death nail right there. And um, didn't start talking about securing the border, didn't talk about the fact that we've had historic number of people at the border, apprehensions, historic number of gotaways, uh, and certainly did not admit that the fact of, we have over 100,000 people who have died in the last year because of fentanyl poisoning and that it's coming from the open border policies that he has allowed to continue. So last night it was a little bit more like the House of Commons rather than the House of Representatives because Republicans, we just we weren't going to take it. We weren't going to sit there and take it uh, listening to the lies. Um, that was really, really frustrating that he didn't acknowledge his role in the fentanyl crisis that we're experiencing around the country and certainly the immigration crisis, the, the absolute devastating numbers that we're seeing at the southwest border. And then the crazy crime numbers going through the roof. How, yeah. how did he address that? Well, I, I mean, he didn't. Yeah. Uh, he, he, <laughs> that's the, that's the, the crazy part. He absolutely ignored the fact that we're seeing a crime wave around the country. And um, his, his comment to that was, you know, we've got to root out the bad uh, officers that uh, perpetuate crimes and are the bad actors. Um, 
Uh, he had Tyree Nichols' parents in the chamber. And, of course, that, that was the moment where we all turned and look, and, you know, uh, that was a terrible, terrible situation uh, that never should have happened. But he didn't acknowledge the fact that the new pressures and strains of our first responders is a direct result of the defund police movement, how we have more retirement, more uh, challenges recruiting officers because of the dangerous rhetoric that he and his party have allowed to continue unchecked. He doesn't back the blue. He has no regard for those that wake up, put on their uniform every day, go out the door and are meeting people on their very worst days and handling the most dangerous situations in our communities. It was pretty disingenuous, and it was really, really frustrating. Um, that 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 was that was pretty disheartening. And he made a quip about ban assault weapons. I would love for him to define an assault weapon, because truthfully, I don't think he can. And once you start asking folks who are on this train of ban assault weapons, they can't. They they, they it shows that they clearly do not have a solid comprehension of of firearms of the firearm industry and uh their their frustration is misplaced on the firearm industry as a whole so that was that was again very frustrating yeah well you know an armed citizenry uh, a, a sound government has nothing to fear from an armed citizenry but they exactly. do have fears and maybe there's a reason for that i noticed he had trouble and never did spit out the actual b word last night uh referred to now as balloon what happened there Honestly, I was shocked that a white balloon did not float across the chamber. <laughs> uh, we were all taking bets of who who was who was it going to be. I actually uh, I leaned over and asked Marjorie. I said, "Did you sneak a balloon in uh, under your coat?" And she laughed. And uh, while we were able to kind of you know joke about it a little bit amongst us and who was going to release the balloon, it really is no laughing matter. The fact that we had a Chinese spy balloon floating over our nation uh, for eight days. And uh, the response from this administration wasn't, let's shoot it down, let's, let's send a strong message to China. It was, well, Trump had balloons fly over, which I'll add, I spoke to several of uh, Trump's uh, former officials, and they confirmed that not only were they never briefed, that they had looked back at many of the, the classified documents um, and, and had received briefings on China's espionage activities on our, our citizens. And not once did they see anything or were told of anything about balloons flying over the United States. So I thought that was, again, a little bit disingenuous to not mention what had been do- dominating the news for the last week or so. Uh, in fact, it was pretty light when it came to foreign policy, which is a little strange considering the fact that uh, we are facing really, really tough circumstances, not only here at home but abroad. And you think about this, you know, his his poor foreign policy has led uh, to some pretty dangerous situations here at home. Look no further than the fact that Biden has sold off more of our oil reserves than every U.S. president in history combined. Wow. Wow. Oh, like uh, that, yeah. that, that's shocking. And, and and yeah, so you're right. No, no speaking of something like the axis of evil, I guess, maybe to President Biden. Uh, it's the just the axis of competition. Is that what he said about China? We're just we're competitive with them. Yeah. And, and, and that is to me just so just so crazy. Uh, you know, yesterday in uh, one of my committee hearings, we passed one of my bills uh, out of committee. It was a bipartisan bill. And it was dealing with 
Chinese espionage and data collection efforts. And it was Darren Soto uh, from Florida. He and I passed this bill. We worked on it together. And in our opening comments, we both acknowledged that, hey, there's a lot we disagree on. But as Americans, Republicans and Democrats are, are concerned about China and the threat that it poses, that they are our greatest adversary. They seek to undermine us at every turn. House Democrats seem to acknowledge that, but Joe Biden doesn't. No. And, and this is the competition. They are seeking to actively take us out. So I'm not sure what planet he's on. Yeah, and the one thing I want to add to that, that I said that, you know, the white balloon was, you know, kind of covering up to some extent, is the fact that it was just a few years ago that it's been added to Chinese law that should they want to use you as a Chinese national or Chinese company and want to use you for spying activities, it's within the bounds of the law. You have to do their bidding. Yes. Yes. Um, I actually, I pointed that out yesterday in my remarks, Bob, it's almost like, it's almost like you wrote the thing for me. Um, uh, for all the listeners, he didn't, we didn't coordinate. There was no collusion. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> We're just like-minded in a lot of these things. Exactly. And and the thing that very few people realize is that it is actually Chinese law that any company headquartered in in China, they have to turn over all of their data on the users that uh, use those products to the Chinese government. But in the case of TikTok, in, it's even worse. The Chinese government, they actually go in and they alter the predictive algorithm that is shown to kids in the United States. You compare, and I know we're getting a little off track here, but think about this. In China, TikTok, it's limited to 40 minutes a day, and kids can only be shown educational videos and quote-unquote patriotic Chinese videos. In the United States, they, they alter the algorithm to short videos that give you the equivalent of a dopamine hit in your brain to keep you scrolling, and they want you to basically watch fun dances and filters and trends that have no educational value whatsoever. We've seen the, the result of this, a year-long study of 14-year-olds in the United States compared to 14-year-olds in China. The number one career aspiration for those in China that are on TikTok, they want to be astronauts. If you go to the United States and you ask those 14-year-olds that spent a year on TikTok, the number one career aspiration for them, they want to be social media influencers. Wow. This is having generational impact on our country. This not, is the competition. Not to mention historic lows in SAT and ACT scores that recently came out as well. Uh, Congresswoman Kat Kamek, we're, we're glad that you're in D.C. fighting the good fight. Keep up the good work. Thank you, guys. Have a great rest of the week. We'll talk soon. Congresswoman Kat Kamek on the Bob Rose Rewind. Happy Big game weekend coming up next. Florida Commissioner of Agriculture, Wilton Simpson. You know how important ag is to the state of Florida, but it's also a national security issue. I'll ask him about that next on the Bob Rose Rewind, 97.3 The Sky. Happy Saturday and welcome. It's the Bob Rose Rewind. Last but not least, Florida Commissioner of Agriculture, Wilton Simpson. And he's actually, um, he's defending oil and how important that is. National security issue, food, agriculture, you bet. He explains now on the Bob Rose Rewind, 97.3 The Sky. Good morning, Commish. How you doing? 
I'm doing fine, Bob. Um, it's a beautiful day here in Florida where I'm at. Well, it's beautiful here, too. And, you know, but last night, I got to tell you, it was tough to watch the State of the Union address. Many things uh, caught my eye and my ear. But uh, the president, who has not been very pro-oil, talking about, well, hey, they need to explore more, meaning the oil companies, uh, uh, because we're going to need oil for, for 10 years. What are your thoughts on that? You know, th- think about the economic ignorance that that displayed last night for the entire world to see when you say, well, we'll need oil at least for 10 years. And our oil, they should take these profits and pile it back into, you know, designing, buying, and making more, manufacturing more oil. They'd love to do that. The problem is you have a president that's anti-energy in this um, country. And, and not only that, the billions of dollars that they would have to invest for new rigs, and by the way, they are. Production is up in the United States. Um, the are 20, 30, 40-year depreciable items. So if the president actually wanted to do what he said last night, the next 10 years, make everything associated with that industry depreciable over 10 years or over five years, you would spark a lot of interest in, in those um, techniques. So he doesn't look at it like it's this national security issue. And he pivoted into the inflation issue and said, oh, inflation's coming down six months in a row. And it's kind of like you've got a patient that's on critical support, but now it's still on critical support, but a little better positioning. And that's okay. You know, 6% on 6% inflation is still horrific. It is, it is stripping our senior citizens, fixed income and, um, our lower economic, um, workers, um, of their buying power. It's, it's stripping us all, but clearly, those groups are more affected. And the president, to talk about oil and the energy market and then to um, to despise them, to despise business in general, is just a joke and it's an embarrassment for our country to, to be in that position. Yeah, well, one of the other things was the fact that the president never mentioned the word balloon. And we all know, we're all watching and paying attention to the news, this Chinese spy craft that went all the way across our nation, whether it got... Um, you know, a lot of information or not, maybe we'll never know. But we do know that uh, there is such a thing as asymmetrical warfare, biological, chemical. And that's where you come in because agriculture is a national security issue. We've had pig flus, bird flus. We've seen industries turned upside down. Um, so the threat that maybe even the Chinese are looking at our agriculture industry, I mean, all these threats should be taken seriously. Am I right? And not only are you right, you know, we are trained at a very young age to look at our oil industry and industry 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 as a national security issue. We're not we don't always think of food as a national security issue until we think about it some. Think about the ideal of having no food in the grocery stores for seven days and that will tell you how close to a national security issue it is. And it is a national security issue. And this balloon that comes over our country, we saw it at Alaska, we allowed it to go all the way across the country. And we had no idea what it was doing, and we should have shot it down in Alaska, right? There, there's no excuse for this. And the idea that the president of the United States, this shows you how indecisive he is on making decisions. Um, we have divers diving to get parts of this balloon. They waited till after they got off the coast. We could have shot this thing down over um, the Midwest. We could have shot it down over the, the you know western area where it was flat, and you could have gotten all the components. But, yeah, we have no idea what they're doing. And you have a president that is indecisive and making decisions. And um, and so he shoots it down after it had went all the way across the entire country. 
And, um, you know, it's, it's nuts. Well, not only is he indecisive, but we know that his son Hunter had huge business dealings in, in Beijing. So, I mean, that would lead you to believe that, well, you know, maybe he had to take some action to save face with the American people, but he waited until its mission was accomplished, shall we say? Yeah, there's no question. When when the, the history books are written, and, you know, and obviously you've seen the, the national media attempt to bury the Hunter Biden stories, um, it, that's the state of our politics today. Um, the national media is all in, you know, the liberal media is, is, is in with, um, with this family. And, um, the reality is, is that look at the contrast of how they did President Trump and President Trump's children, by the way. And, um, and Hunter Biden's clearly got the laptop and, and the relationships, um, with our foreign enemies. And, um, we, we're, we're not able to get to the bottom of that. It must be too sophisticated for our, um, law enforcement to get to the bottom of it, the FBI and the CIAs and so on. But they certainly love to investigate President Trump and his children. And it's just, it's just that's another embarrassment to the rest of the world. No, that they're, they're talking about that in Congress right now, the weaponization of some of these entities like the Department of Justice. Hey, let's shift gears to expanding the wildlife corridor in Florida. Why is that important? You know, the, this is a really big subject. Um, I spoke to, in the committee um, earlier this week on the Ag Committee for the Senate, the wildlife corridor takes in so many different things. So the wildlife corridor, if you say, well, what is what, what defines it? If you look at a map of the state of Florida at nighttime and you see all the bright lights, you know, the big cities, you'll see it. Everything that's dark on that map is basically the wildlife corridor. What goes on there are wildlife moves, obviously, from you know, the, the Keys to Pensacola. That's a big deal. But that's where all of our water recharge area is and that's most that's where all of our agriculture is or the vast majority of it and so when we think about the wildlife corridor it couples in very good with what we call our rural and family lands act that was passed um, about 20 years ago and what we do with that is we go in and we buy development rights from farmers and of course that's in perpetuity that saves that wildlife corridor that saves our farming lands it sets us up to be very successful over the next you know 100 years and so that's the way we're looking at that, and it's something that's very important, not only the Senate president this year as a House speaker, something we did a few years ago. I, I applied um, $800 million towards that in the last two years in our state budget as Senate president, and um, it's something we're very proud of. And, and what, what you see in the state of Florida is we're thinking long-term about our environment. We're thinking long-term about our water recharge, about our aquifer, and about our wildlife that goes throughout the state. Yeah, and it's critically important. And let's end on a high note. Uh, the state fair's kicking off, uh, what, tomorrow, I think? Yeah, it absolutely is. I've got to be there at 6.30 in the morning to turn the lights on. And um, we're taking the family. We have the governor's luncheon there tomorrow. But, look, we have a lot of entertainment. It's in, it's in the um, Tampa area. For um, Everybody should look it up. There will be 6,000 different animals there, plants, kids' projects, a lot of agriculture there. A lot of rides there, a lot of entertainment. And what I go for a lot is um, the fair food. And don't miss the racing pigs either. Well, the racing pigs will be there too, I believe. Oh, yeah, That's right. absolutely. <laughs> uh, Ag Commissioner Wilton Simpson, we appreciate your time, sir. Uh, keep up the good work. Keep us informed. Thanks, sir. Thank you. 
Florida Commissioner of Ag, Wilton Simpson, on the Bob Rose Rewind. Thanks to all my guests, including Congresswoman Kat Kamek, Dr. Stephen Piles, also Ludi Bond and Kevin Mangan. Round out a great show. Thanks so much for tuning in and supporting the Bob Rose Rewind. And I invite you to join us Monday morning, starting at 6 a.m. for the Bob Rose Show, along with Greg Cassidy, right here. Go Eagles in the big game. Fly, Eagles, fly. 97.3 The Sky. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.